Hello, and welcome to Codish, an exploration of the lives of modern developers. Join us as we dive into topics like languages and frameworks, data and event-driven architectures, and individual and team productivity, all tailored to developers and engineering leaders. This episode is part of our Tools and Tips series. All right, welcome to another episode of Codish, the Codish podcast. I'm Chris Castle, developer advocate, and I have two uh, glowing humans here with me. Uh, why don't you both introduce yourself, Shirley? My name is Shirley Xiaolin Xu, and I'm a software engineer at Heroku. Before joining Heroku, I ran a model agency slash hustled a bunch of side jobs in South Korea. And before that, I went to school for international relations. Uh, my name's Eric, Eric Chen. Um, I'm not as cool as Shirley. I came in from the uh, Future Force internship program. Um, I interned for the Greater Salesforce Org, um, Salesforce Core, for about two summers. Um, so that's six months. And then I've been with Heroku about a year now. And what did you, Shirley, how did you end up here from that background that is very different from software development? Yeah, um, I went to a boot camp. It's called Hack Bright Academy. It's an all-female boot camp in San Francisco. So I left Korea about September, a year and a half ago, and I moved back to San Francisco. And I realized that the market here is totally different. And long story short, I decided that I would try software engineering. I taught myself how to code with online, free online resources before, just out of curiosity. And so I spent three months, it was a really intensive course, all from 9 a.m., sometimes until midnight. And I demoed my app at graduation, and my current manager and our director actually saw my demo, and they had a booth at our graduation demo day. Mm -hmm. And so I applied, and here I am. Yeah, I think there's, there are quite a few connections between Hackbright and Heroku. Mm -hmm. uh, there's some people that have, some employees here that have taught at Hackbright and a few people that have attended Hackbright, yeah. or maybe both, yeah. I think one, one question many people have that are thinking about doing something like that, this question's for either of you, it sounds scary, right? Like, how do you make the decision that to stop like, working? Commit. Yeah, how do you commit, make the decision to commit to stop working or, or keep working, but also go you know, sign up for a boot camp or s somehow learn the skills you need to, to make a career change like that? Um, I would imagine many people are like, oh, this looks interesting, but I'm kind of stuck in this other path, and I have no idea how to jump over to the software development path, because there's so many things that could go wrong um, getting there. Yeah. Uh, for me, it was, when I was in Korea, it was a really nice life. It was alternative, air quotes. But I kind of realized that because I, I went to school, grad school for international relations because I wanted to change the world. So my calling wasn't finding pretty girls for car shows. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> and then I moved back to the city and I was trying to look for uh, business marketing jobs, but it's so competitive here. Mm. And I was also getting really sick of that industry where you kind of have to pretend to like people and to put on this front and have to be on all the time and have to network all the time. And so I thought, oh, I'll try software engineering. I'm not stupid. <laughs> I don't think I'm stupid. Yeah. It can't be that hard. And honestly, a lot a lot of people ask me about this and they say like, "Oh, how did you make the make the leap? How did you decide to do it?" 
it seems so hard. And it might not be for everyone, but at least for me, it was much easier than I thought it was. Hmm. Also, it's, I, I guess if you have children and you have a lot of commitments, it's harder to take that time off. Yeah. But it took me three months to go through the boot camp, and I got the job offer like a month and a half after I graduated. So overall, it was a five-month time. Yep. And five months in the grand scheme of your life, making a career change isn't that much. That's pretty good. Yeah. And you so and you did not come through Future Force or mm-hmm. as an intern to Salesforce? No. Okay. Yeah, because well. I don't really have an interesting story there because it's very <laughs> vanilla of a path for me since I have nothing else to compare this to. This is my first full-time career right out of university, right out of college. I will say it is very different. Um, what do you what do you mean by very very different like programming like adjusting in, in work is different yeah, than programming yeah. in school? Yeah, with so many regards, right? Like adjusting to the work life balance in general, mm-hmm. you know, adjusting to a full time forty hour work week, um, maintaining like wellness. Um, this is like outside of programming, right? Yeah, it's like um, you've become an ad- this is like adulting. Adulting, exactly, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, and then yeah, in respect to like programming and like web like the cloud right all these like different standards you have to adhere to maybe coding styles maybe mm-hmm. like process of opening up prs um testing in a staging environment um, yeah did you ever do any of that stuff no, in school they don't teach us that in school yeah right? you're They're just, just like, like oh do this like, project to like bubble sort yeah <laughs> to like yeah. solve this one very particular like password cracking thing or like you know bubble sort heap sort right Um, But the goal of school and academia right now, I guess, is to give you this foundation of, like, learning, like, maybe object-oriented design or um, just standard CS fundamentals. And then you can get the – go – get on the ground and start running with it, right? Um, So with learning Rails, because Salesforce core was all Java, I got here and I started, like, learning Rails and, like, oh, I've never done Ruby before, you know? Mm. So it came, I guess, pretty easily. Um, I'm still in the process of learning. I've got a lot to learn. Yeah. And I acknowledge that. But Um, you knew, you. so in school you did Java and kind of object-oriented design patterns. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You take, like, data structures, um, uh, OS, uh, maybe. Um, But I find that still very little of it applies to like yeah. our job and like this day to day, yeah, the Heroku platform, right? Like, it's very different for sure. I remember my I so I don't know. I maybe have a similar uh, or non-standard background. I, I minored in computer science, um, and then but I, I majored in, in in economics also, and I oh, ended cool. up as like a, a data analyst. I was hmm. a, a data monkey, you could say, and like a spreadsheet <laughs> monkey, um, and then got tired of that and wanted to kind of go back towards technology and programming, and so. I consider myself mostly self-taught. Like I also did okay. did Java um, in school. Yeah. But it was just a minor at a liberal arts college. It wasn't like a big university with a really strong computer science program. Where was it? Um, it was Colby College in the nice. middle of Maine, oh, uh, nice. northeast corner of the U.S. Um, but I did have one summer internship in New York City, actually, working at a startup, and that was my my experience was similar or had the same feeling as you did in that, like everything I was doing there was so different from what I had done yeah. in school. Like I had to learn 
uh, CVS was the source control system we were oh, they were using, man. and yeah. uh, had to learn like about make files and how to like write my own oh, make yeah. files, which is never something I I learned in in school. Um, they made me uh, build a email delivery system so that we could oh. send out lots of so we could spam lots of people effectively. That was before Mailchimp. Right? Yeah, I mean this was like <laughs> two thousand, I think ninety nine, two thousand or two thousand one, yeah. something like that. Uh-huh. Um, and actually, like, the one thing I remember the most, which is you kind of brought up, Eric, was the ability to focus on programming for eight hours a day. Like, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I didn't have to ever do that in college. It was like, oh, I'll just do an hour or two of homework or I have a class for an hour. Right. But doing it for eight hours a day, like, stretched, stretched my brain in many mm-hmm. ways that I didn't expect. I kind of had to, like, strengthen myself. Yeah. I don't know if you – have you – either of you run into that, uh, the – Either the change, yeah, from a university, um, kind of, you know, you're doing lots of different classes in addition to computer science, um, or the change from boot camp world learning. Maybe that's more more like accurate or more similar to what what work life is because it's so intense for those those months that you're at the boot camp. I was I was gonna say hearing what Eric said that, like, I think everyone who comes out of boot camp and maybe other people too have imposter syndrome. Yep. And for like the first <laughs> six months, I was like, are they going to, are they going to fire me? Are they going to realize I made a mistake? But then I realized that like people who went to conventional schools didn't really learn the things that I was learning either. Yeah. But so I was thinking I was an idiot because I come in and people were throwing things around like Kubernetes <laughs> and I didn't know how to use Git. I like yeah. barely knew how to use GitHub. Yep. But and then I realized like other people didn't really know these things either. But I think the advantage that going to a traditional school does give you is that, like now I'm taking CS classes and I'm learning about pointers and, and things like that that I don't use in Ruby, mm. but are really helpful if I read Go or if I if people are talking about things. Yeah. Or if people are talking about technical topics that relate to how the hardware works. Now yep. I kind of understand what they're talking about. But when I was coming straight out of boot camp, that made no sense to me. Right. And so I think that's what the education is helpful for. That you at least have that foundation to understand these concepts. So did you say you are taking some CS classes now? Yeah, online. Yeah, okay. Did you do that? Did you feel like you you wanted to, like, fill in some gaps or, or like, layer on a a, a deeper understanding? Is that why you chose to do those? Or did Salesforce (laughs) say, we'll pay for these? You know, you can do it. Yeah. Salesforce (laughs) is paying for it. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't know if I would. Right. (laughs) But also, I'm just, like... Because I, 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 I had an advanced degree in my field, and I had a yeah. lot of experience in my field, and I definitely felt a chip on my shoulder coming into this one and feeling kind of like, well, I don't really know anything. I'm an amateur, and I didn't go to school. I didn't get a degree. Yeah. I went through a boot camp. So I, I wanted to take more classes and get something more legitimate so that I can feel better. Yep. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Um, I mean, I'm sure everyone's – lots of people have told you this, but – even senior engineers have imposter yeah. syndrome too. Yeah. It's like it persists, and it's probably not just our industry too, right? Like I'm sure it persists in other kind of like uh, knowledge worker industries or knowledge worker jobs too. What I appreciate <clears throat> though is that people, at least that I've met in this industry, are very open about imposter syndrome mm, and yeah. very supportive. Yeah, Whereas, especially at Heroku. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's good. That's good yeah. to hear. Um, 
I mean, imposter syndrome is always real. There's all these acronyms being thrown around in meetings. Like, yeah. what is OSM? I think of the OSB. Like, yeah. go do this. And the um, so I have to like always like sit on. Especially when I first got here, I was like always googling stuff. Right? <laughs> what the hell does this mean? Yeah. Stack Overflow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, do you feel so? Do you feel comfortable asking? Like, yeah. What, what you might think are stupid questions yeah in yeah meetings i think here yeah uh especially when you first i think we're still it's still pretty safe to say we're, we're junior engineers um i don't know if you guys feel that term is like you know <laughs> demeaning but i don't really care yeah um i think it's overstated like the whole like cliche of asking stupid questions and like I just always ask, like, it doesn't matter. It just, like, I'm willing to suck up my ego and just accept the fact that I do not know, yeah. right? And going back to what you said, Chris, like, um, senior engineers also don't know sometimes, right? There's just so much knowledge and so much breadth to know in this industry that it's, like, okay to not know sometimes, and mm-hmm. maybe we'll figure it out together, right? Yeah, yeah, that's so, great. Yeah, yeah. So what has been your, um, for both of you, what has been your experience, um, like in the past with with mentoring and how like how do you how do you go out and find mentors um how do you decide that you you need one or could benefit from one uh um because even you know many people are probably hesitant to say like yeah. i i want a mentor i want someone to help me grow and admit yeah. that they, they don't know everything yeah that's a great question um because i feel like right now so if we go back to the internship there's an assigned mentor you know Mm. they assign you one person he's local he's in he or she is in the office and that is your point of contact for everything your technical like has a say in your project it's going to work with you you can tap them on the shoulder once i got to heroku it was like everyone's remote now on your team yeah so you were so were you an intern for heroku at heroku also or no 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 just salesforce okay yeah so then you became a full-time yes like non-intern okay after that gotcha okay Um, and then yeah so many people are remote so that changes everything right right um so it became really hard to you know find a designated mentor um and i would find that it would just mostly happen through like pairing sessions um from like the team and whoever was willing and open to share i would just approach them um so it was kind of more evolved um it evolved into more of this ad hoc style like you know hey like i have this i'm working on do you want to see this and then if i ask questions if it's something i'm curious about for example like a database maintenance um we were just running i was like oh i'm super curious like can i watch you do that right um, and then just building like these organic relationships, mm-hmm. I feel like is what, um, mentoring should be. And like, I feel like it's, should be more responsibility on the mentee to approach the mentor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, I want mm-hmm. to seek out your mentorship. Right. That's something that I actually really admire about you, Eric, Aww. and that I've like tried to pick up too, is that he's really good at just going up to people and getting to know them and talking to them organically I think that's also really important when it comes to mentorship because a lot of people go up to important successful people and then they're a nervous wreck or they're really awkward about it or they're really demanding like mentor me yeah you know or they just don't at all because they're intimidated by that person right right yeah I think it's important to just feel like they'll be wasting their time yeah yeah Yeah, like 
the empathy part mm-hmm. is like really understated just like be a human being yeah. right get to know them what are their interests what do they like to do right and if um, if you are invisible to them in the first place and you say the wrong thing and you make a fool of yourself then you're still invisible to them it's not like you lost anything yeah <laughs> yeah right and that whole like awkwardness in especially in like software engineering i feel like if you take the first step mm-hmm. in like making getting over that hump right you introduce yourself to the other person like it becomes smooth sailing after that right you just take initiative and take the first jump over the first hurdle yeah, yeah. That's cool. I do actually remember that with you meeting you myself also and how like I would just be walking down the the hallway in the in the previous office. Oh yeah, my and everyone, like, every, aisle everyone like <laughs> Yeah, everyone's like head down, heads down and like doesn't talk to me as I walk through there just visiting the office and you say hi. Like one of the few people that, you know, makes oh, the yeah. difference or makes the 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 effort to my, to say hi. My seat there was so weird. It was like <laughs> in a behind a pillar. <laughs> yeah. Everyone it was like the end of the aisle, so everyone would walk out to the bathroom, and then I was like, should I say hi? Not to yeah. say hi. Like yeah. I'm always like trying to wave and you be knew friendly. The status yeah. of everybody yeah. coming yeah. and going. Yeah. Like who yeah. goes on the most bathroom breaks here? <laughs> <laughs> what about? Oh, go ahead. Sure. No, he would tell me about things in the office. I'm like, how did you find out about this? And he's <laughs> yeah. like, I just talked to people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was, what was, um, did you have any mentor like experiences at Hackbright or is that, is that a, is it, is it informal? Is it more formalized through there? How, how did that work? Yeah, we had assigned mentors at Hackbright. So I had two of them. One of them, Mark, he's a security engineer. He works at Google now. Shout out. Please listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> he was incredibly helpful. Yeah. And I think we beca- we have more of a friendship as well as a mentorship. And he'd done this before. So he had a plan and he had kind of understood, knew what to do. And he would ask me questions to figure out what I wanted to do. And then I would come every week I would come to him with questions of like, this is a technical thing that I need help on. And we walk through that or some weeks we compare agendas and he'll say like, well, these are the things I really want to cover. And I say, these are the things that I really want to cover. And then we kind of mix and match and have a meeting that way. So it could be ad hoc or structured. Yeah. So were they, it sounds like they were both sometimes technical or sometimes they could be about how to find a job or what, what kind of, software development job do I want or should I look for? Is that true? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And mentors also provide a lot of valuable networking help. Yeah. Because by virtue of being in industry longer, they know more people. That's great. Did they help you? Did your mentors, oh no, you said that someone saw your project. That's how you, the, how Heroku found you. Yeah. Naaman actually referred me because I just kept bugging him. Yeah. Hackbright did a site visit. Yeah. (laughs) And I kept talking to him and asking him questions. And towards the end, he was like, do you want a referral? I'm like, yes, please. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You knocked on his window. (laughs) 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 With my boot box. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's the way to do it. You got to be, as long as you're friendly, just be persistent. Most people aren't like, you know, I, even with email, I'm like, most people don't, uh, are, are not replying to me because they don't want to reply to me mm. it's because they're just busy or they forgot or like that email got buried or they checked yeah. it when they were lying in bed in the morning and forgot to mark it as unread or something like yeah. that. So I don't know. I find that most of the time people appreciate the like a follow up or two. Yeah. So yeah, it's good. A good skill. 
have. And it's a lot harder to ignore someone after you've talked to them and looked them in the eye. Right. <laughs> totally. Yeah. My mentor at Heroku, we also get assigned a trail guide when we join Heroku. Yeah. Okay. And that was actually an interesting experience because I'd always adopted the strategy of being really casual, getting to know them as a person. But after a few meetings of catching up, uh, my mentor seemed less engaged and less happy to talk to me. And huh. then so that's when I realized I had to be more cognizant of her time and mine as well. And it wasn't it's nice to be friends with your mentor, but sometimes it's not a good use of time to just chit chat. Yeah. So I started thinking about like what she wanted to talk about and why she volunteered to be a mentor yeah. and what maybe she hoped to get out of it. And then I just asked her, actually. I think I remember in one meeting, I was just like, all right, well, how, like, what would you rather talk about? Yeah. How do we make this time more useful more for useful. both of us? Yeah. 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 And I could tell that it helped her let her guard down a bit. And she was yeah. like, thank you for asking. I prefer to talk about technical things and give you technical advice, et cetera. And then after that, I think our personal relationship and mentorship relationship improved. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you can be, it's great to be assigned a mentor, but there's kind of like, mm. well, how do you, how do you develop this relationship and what are the roles and responsibilities yeah. right. for each person? And, and what, what do you do there? There's like day one when you first meet and then there's day two and then there's like month, month two. Um, and like kind of know each other, but, does it just fizzle out or do you keep keep working yeah. with each other? Yeah. Um, yeah. See, that's why I believe in like the organic relationship because yeah. when you're like paired with someone, you might not have that much in common. Yep. And there's a lot to like consider when seeking out a mentor, which is like personality, you know, skills that you're looking to advance. Maybe some people are more interested in like something really obscure like getting better at code refactoring, understanding databases, right? Mm -hmm. And some people are experts in all of these deep uh, technical areas. So like, you know, that in conjunction with like personality, um, that you really like, I had an onboarding buddy too. Mm -hmm. um, he was great. We always shot the sh we just like, <laughs> we were super casual. We would have an hour long conversation about electronic music, but he was on a different team. And the reality of that was he was there to provide me like, you know, general logistic guidance, right? Like mm. maybe like general questions about the platform, right? Not like a super, you know, deep technical mentor. Um, that I had to look elsewhere, <laughs> right? But um, yeah, and these relationships are all valuable, right? Yeah. To keep around. Um, but I wanted to go back to your point on, I think like respecting their time, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, we work, Heroku is like largely remote and across a like plethora of time zones. Yeah. So I try to like, you know, be cognizant of that and like, oh man, I was getting up at like, I had 7.30 meetings for a little while. <laughs> right, like with Europe or the UK or something like that, yeah. Yeah, with the East Coast and um, yeah, I would just have to like prep my notes in advance to like no, this is what I gotta talk about tomorrow morning. Yeah, because mm -hmm. um, your even, brain would not be awake to, to yeah, remember that. Yeah, it was yeah. so hard because I had to like, <laughs> I would get in the office like 
10 minutes ish before stand up and just to like try to wake up and like fill my brain with like what I needed to say and I yeah. still like half asleep during the yeah. meeting because <laughs> um, I'm not a morning person. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, you know, just being like communicative of like, do you have maybe time after lunch, um, 30 minutes to like talk about my PR, right? What about, do you think mentors or, or have mentors helped you with things like, um, at Heroku, like your trail, trail buddy, is that what it's called? Trail guide. Trail guide. Trail guide. Have yeah. they helped you with things like, um, or either formally the trail guide or informally people helped you with like which team you move to or squad you move to or like which features or products you're working on? Like, like how do you, cause you know, there, there's going to be kind of man, engineering management from the top down says like, we need to build these things or product management says we need to build these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's kind of organization stuff that happens, but you know, we are not just like cogs or chess pieces that you can just mm. move around and put anywhere. You have likes and desires and things you want to to learn and get better at and things you are really good at and could, you know, just do really well on. So yeah. how do you how do you navigate or how do you learn to navigate that with a mentor? Because when I was in my career, I feel like that took me years really? to learn and I'm still learning it. I mean, yeah. everyone still is kind of learning it, but um, no one really helped me with that. I just kind of had to figure it out in different places. Have mentors helped you with those things? Yeah, my, my mentor was very good at this. From Right off the bat, after the ice was broken, she was really forward and open about how willing she was to help me navigate the politics and the landscape mm-hmm. at the company. Yeah. And I was on this one squad. So we call like project team squads here at Heroku that ended up getting disbanded and I was trying to figure out where I wanted to go next. My manager also does a really good job of asking me like, who do I want to work with? Who do I want to pair with? Yeah. That I think factored into how I ended up here as well. And also my mentor went through every single project that our team was working on and kind of broke down like what they were working on, how my skill set might fit, mm-hmm. and how what comes out of it might fit into my growth plan. So yeah. Um, so I actually just changed squads or okay. teams yeah. within Heroku, and I'm now on Shirley's team, Web Services. Okay. I don't know if I told you this, Chris. I don't think you did. It's long story short. Um, I I think going back to your question, um, yeah. I think it's important to have that conversation with your manager, like he is also effectively a mentor to you because right. like you're supposed to voice your concerns and he's supposed to help you navigate you know what you want to do the uh, company's politics company structure um, all of those things right so I like and I've mentioned to you both before that I've always been more interested in like the customer facing side of things mm-hmm. and like wanting to like work with customers and like getting the other perspective yeah so um, I voiced that all the way from my manager to also my director. And all of a sudden, on a Friday like afternoon, um, my director taps me on the shoulder and he was like, hey, there's a new like opportunity with like uh, web services for um, the add-on like integration engineering role mm-hmm. because the old previous person had left. Yep. And they're looking for someone to fill the role, someone to pass on the knowledge to. So that like hit me like a truck out of the blue and I was like, I had no idea like how to react. I was like, this sounds really awesome and this sounds like dope. Like I for sure want to do this. <laughs> yeah. But like, it's like, I, I don't know if like, you know, I had just got here. I'm still pretty junior. I 
had just started to get my bearings on my current team yeah. life cycle. And then um, I just decided to take a leap of faith and do it, yeah. right? Was this your first, was life cycle like the, the team that you were on from the start of, of right. working at Heroku? Okay. Yeah. So this was like your first, first kind of got here. change of team or subject matter or, yeah. or ownership area. Yeah, so yeah. The, the way I thought about that <clears throat> was um, it opportunity doesn't come like knocking like every day yeah right so like when presented with a chance like i would take it and then if i don't like it worse yeah. comes the worst i can still go back it's okay right. bridges aren't burned yeah um and navigating the whole like you know this landscape of the structure as to what you want to do like i have no idea yeah right i am like don't have the v- i have like a super vague idea of what i actually want career goal wise yeah but I know like what I value and I know like my strengths. Okay. So it's important to I think fall back on those two things. Um, and I voice them to like my team, to my managers, to my, you know, mentors, whoever it may be. Yeah. So that when there's a good fit, they'll like they thought of me. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Makes yeah. sense. It sounds like Shirley had some part in this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just wanna say No, um, I think, especially at Heroku, because we have such an open culture, everyone talks to each other. But I had a one-on-one with Gallagher, the other person on his team, and he was talking about how he wanted, he, he thought that it would be good to have someone else in the role because he was the only one there. And I was like, well, Eric on Lifecycle is looking for a more customer-facing position. Yeah. And then I think I might have, have mentioned it to Simon, too. Yeah. And everyone talks to each other. Yeah. yeah. You started yeah. the, like... The- you knocked over one domino and it kind of like started. I like to take responsibility <laughs> for this. That's good. You've got management she, she's written all over you. <laughs> Game that of is one of my like. goals. <laughs> um, is it? Is it like? Is that? Did you just say that's one of your goals? Yeah. Or is that? Yeah. Okay. Is that? Has mentor? Is has mentorship helped you think about that and like mm-hmm. do things that will help you kind of become an engineering manager or leader? Yeah to tie a bunch of things back together too that you have to like manage your mentor yeah because it was like i never revealed that i was interested in management at all yeah and the mentorship didn't go uh, the mentorship was wait as in you as a mentee yeah managing the mentor a bit oh it's kind of like I mean I mean I think that applies everywhere. Like there's always some aspect of like upward management, even to your manager, right? Of like, oh, you're you guys are talking about like the organizational aspect of it, like the like, time on the calendar, or like or like maybe I'm like ma- the guy, directing but. the conversation yeah. and the relationship. Yeah, like making yeah. setting the agenda for what you want to talk about in yes. meetings. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not just being you could be, and it's and sometimes it's completely fine to be just passive, right, and be fully like managed by your manager and just do your job and get your work done. Mm-hmm. But if you have a longer term plan or some like, you know, very clear goal you're aiming at, it yeah. can be helpful to like, um, like you said earlier, have like the two agendas of the two people and figure out where they overlap. Yeah. <clears throat> as soon as I started telling people like, I'm, I'm right now I'm going to school and taking classes for security, but um, my long term goal is management. As soon as I started telling people that, people became much more. They were always willing to help me and willing to mentor me before, but they, but they became much more proactive about it, mm. and they knew exactly what resources to give me and what advice and yeah. and what to tell me and what to say because I gave them a direction. Like and concrete. Yeah. Like, this is what I'm interested. Yeah. In. This is yeah. how to yeah. mentor me instead of being like, I don't know what I'm doing. Help yeah. me. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's tough. Like, I, you always want to, when someone says that, like, help me. Like, yeah. generally, you want to help them. But if there's no, like, kind of guidance or push or even, like, fuzzy picture of what they want help with or to achieve, then it's yeah. it's really hard for that, that mentor or manager or coach or whatever you call it. Yeah. Feedback is, like, one thing I've also tried to, like, get better at, like, asking for. Mm. And, like, just in, in general, you know, not, like, soft skills, but, like, like technically, like, hey, like, what do I need to be doing more of? Um, what do I, uh, what should I, like, improve on? Uh, what should I be doing less of? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I find it, like, it, it's hard. When you leave it, like, open-ended, Yeah. people are generally going to be like oh i think you're doing fine right mm-hmm. right but it's more like effective when you think when you come up with like i think i could use more help with this right i think i could be i could be doing like maybe my my pr is better i think i ask for help too much is that true right and then that gives them something to work with yeah, yeah. that's also yeah. one of the best pieces of advice that my Heroku trail guide and other people on my team have given me about that is like for promotion specifically, you can't just say like, how am I doing? What do I need to work on? You have to say like, I'm hoping to get to this point within this timeline. Mm. What are the, these are the goals that I'm hoping to meet or like help me figure out what goals I need to meet and come up with a plan. And then people can are more easy People are easier facilitated to help you reach your goals. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so here's a question. If someone comes to you and says they're not a, in software development at all right now, how do, I, how do I get started? What would you say to them? What's the like, one or two pieces of advice you would, you would give them? I would say, like, obviously, there's a ton of resources out online, but the key part is motivating yourself and like, following through and mm-hmm. like, not getting discouraged. I think okay. that is the key. Like, yeah. you're obviously, like, not going to know everything. Um, just take advantage of what's out there. Yeah. Maybe, like, set up, like, a schedule for yourself and time blocks to go in to learn, like, a programming language or a framework, whatever it is, it is that you're trying to do. Um, and, yeah, like, don't, be frust- don't get frustrated and just try to, like, churn through the problems and think about them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Shirley? There's a lot of resources out there, like freecodecamp.com, codeacademy.com, pluralsite.com. Not a product advertisement, but those are (laughs) really good resources. No, it's fine, yeah. And there's a five-year coding school that I checked out that I almost went to, but I wanted to do it faster, called École 41, École 31. If you just Google it, it's a school from France that will teach you software engineering in five years, and it's free. And there's obviously boot camps that you can pay for, my thing with boot camps, though, is that like there's the part market is so saturated, and there are so many boot camps out there today that you can't just go to any one. So it's important to network with people who've been through it and to talk to them. And I mentioned before that I got my job in five months. Um, some people have taken a year or more, and I think that's a more realistic timeline to have. Mm-hmm. But like Eric said, and like. You, if you're one of the rare people who are incredibly self-motivated, you can probably teach yourself. But I think I'm not that way and the majority of people aren't. If you are determined to make this change and you have to go through some sort of organized education. Yeah, so reach out. So it's, it sounds like be try to be scheduled and like organized for yourself, but yeah. also 
don't do it all yourself. Find resources, whether it's um, like Free Code Camp or, or other mentor. other humans, right? Yeah, to right. Men- mentor or yeah, help you um, totally. or or boot camps. Cool. Thanks for uh, joining and chatting about your experience getting into the the career of software development, Eric and Shirley. Thanks, Chris. That's Thank all you, I got. Chris. Yeah. yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Codish Podcast. Codish is produced by Heroku, the easiest way to deploy, manage, and scale your applications in the cloud. If you'd like to learn more about Codish or any of Heroku's podcasts, please visit heroku.com slash podcasts.